welcome to another episode of the Nothing Catchy Podcast. I'm your host and commissioner, Michael Dewey. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Nothing Catchy Podcast. Like you heard just a few seconds ago, I am Michael Dewey, your commissioner for the Nothing Catchy Fantasy Football League. That's what this podcast is about. It's kind of talking about football-related news and notes, keeping everybody kind of connected and tied into the league throughout the offseason, and gives me an excuse to use my microphone and talk about football to a wall for about a half an hour every week. Feels good to do that. Um, I got to cough for a second, so just a sec. <coughs> I might edit that part out. Maybe not. We'll see. So some really awesome news about this, though. I've been posting this on YouTube and I have finally found a way to post it on as a podcast, an actual podcast. So this is actually going to be now, you can actually get it at this moment on Spotify. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, all those fun areas. So I'm pretty excited. If anybody is on Twitter as well, you can also follow me there, Michael Dewey 99 on Twitter. Other things that uh, we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about shifting platforms on where we're going to play football or play fantasy football. I have an idea about that. want to shift it around a little bit. want your feedback and your opinion on it. I um, want to talk to you guys a little about some coaching changes that have happened. We won't go into too much detail with it, but some of it's relevant. Some of it's important. Some of it we have no idea. So it's going to be a learning experience for all of us. But like I say, every little piece of knowledge is useful. I want to bring it to you guys so that you guys can make your own decisions on what that means. I'll kind of toss in my two cents on the deal. Um, and by the way, Dom, I literally am going to be just telling you my opinion. I'm not trying to change you guys' opinion and manipulate you to trade players certain ways or the other. So seriously, Dom, I'm not doing that. I'm just talking to you to keep you guys engaged, potentially make you guys better fantasy football players. So yeah, this is all for Darren and Brandon, really. You know, everybody else is good. I'm kidding. But not really. Um, so yeah, we'll talk a little about coaches. We'll talk about the platform. Um, like I said before, we're on Spotify and all those fun places now where you can actually just download it. And maybe you could listen to me on your drive to work now every week. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be kind of wild if you did that. But uh, but yeah, hopefully you're all having a great, great week. I got to say, though, I'm a little frustrated with who's going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to make it real short, real sweet about that. I got some really interesting tidbits of knowledge that I want to share from the whole Super Bowl weekend thing. So first off, if you didn't know and you live under a rock, I don't know why you're in a fantasy football league if you don't know who's going to the Super Bowl already, but it's okay if you don't. The Patriots and Rams are the ones going to the Super Bowl. Chiefs lost. <laughs> Come on. Defense is terrible. That's why they fired their defensive coordinator. Honestly, absolutely terrible defensive coordinator. I'm so excited that they got rid of him. Uh, Patriots, can they please be done? Can we get, please get rid of them? I hate them so much. I hate Tom Brady so much. We don't have any Patriots fans in our league. That's probably because I wouldn't invite you if you were a Patriots fan. So don't tell me if you are now or else, uh, yeah, you may have some, maybe get accidentally booted from the league. Just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Um and then on the other side, the Saints and the Rams. Honestly, the Rams got lucky. They should not be in the Super Bowl. That is, it was a pass interference. The rest totally botched it. I'm very frustrated for the the Saints. If I was, if that's how the Chiefs game ended, I would be livid, absolutely livid. Um, primarily because we haven't been to we haven't like had a Super Bowl appearance for 49 years. But you know, 
we won't go there with that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like twice my age almost, it feels like. Getting close to, well, not quite twice my age, because I'm 30-something. Anyways, so the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs should have been in the Super Bowl. It should have been Saints-Chiefs. Really, truly, it should have, have, should have, should have, should have, but it's not. So I'm probably not going to watch the Super Bowl. I really have no interest. And honestly, a lot of the rest of the world has started to show that as well. Really interesting stat that I saw on Twitter. Um, The moment the Chiefs game ended and we knew it was Patriots-Rams, the tickets to the game, the cheapest tickets to the Super Bowl, were going to be $3,649. Whew, that's pretty expensive. Since then, the cheapest ticket is, and by the way, it's four rows closer to the to the field. So the previous ones were row 15, so way in the back. And then these new ones are four rows closer, um, same kind of section though, are 2,840. So they've dropped $800 because nobody wants to go watch the Patriots and Rams, specifically the Patriots. Nobody wants to go watch the Patriots win again, another stupid Super Bowl because the refs are stupid and want them to win as well. I don't know. Maybe, maybe all the refs want their, want Tom Brady kisses. Like he kisses his son and his dad. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're like, maybe we'll get some love and some kisses. Maybe Tom Brady kisses. Yeah, that's disgusting. Um, sorry if you like to kiss your dad and your son like that. I don't know. It's just it's a little much for me personally. But whatever, whatever. Um, to each their own. You do you, I guess is is the saying. Um, so, anyways, that's what all, all I'm going to talk about for that weekend for the Super Bowl weekend. I'm optimistic as a Chiefs fan. We got bright future. We've got a new defensive coordinator. Things are going to be looking up, looking up, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So let's shift it up here. Let's talk about the platform, the new fantasy football platform. You know, we've tried Yahoo. Yahoo does a pretty good job. We've done NFL. NFL's terrible, ironic. Their platform is the worst. ESPN, close to the worst. You know, they're pretty terrible. The UI, the user interface is just terrible on both NFL and ESPN, in my opinion. Just terrible. Yahoo's pretty good. But I don't like the commissioner settings very well with Yahoo. They're pretty limited. You have your standard and you have your PPR, and then you can slightly adjust it here and there, but it's it's just not very user-friendly. Which brings me to my proposal. I think we should be moving towards SleeperBot. SleeperBot is, was originally an app for like notifying you when there was changes or injuries for players. But they've really shifted and picked up the fantasy football community and done some really, really awesome things. So if you don't have the Sleeper app, you should download it anyway. But I'm going to look into it. I'm going to do some research. Once I know some more about it, I'll let you guys know and we can kind of go from there. But I am strongly leaning towards getting the Sleeper Bot app as our next platform for fantasy football. I've watched a few videos already on the UI and it looks pretty smooth, uh, but I like a lot of the things they have for customizing leagues in regards of the commissioner side. And again, the big reason why I want to do that and have that power for the commissioner side is I would like to still do the offseason trading option. I think that was a really cool option, but I need to be able to make it more fair. I need to even balance it out a little bit because when you would trade a player, if you traded, say, a first-round pick for a first-round player, I didn't want... I wanted people to be able to potentially trade their entire offseason and not have to go to the draft. That's what I want to be able to do. But with Yahoo, 
I wasn't able to do that. You couldn't actually trade a draft pick for a player and give the other team an extra draft pick because, in a sense, they would have more draft picks than player slots. So, yeah, you got to... We gotta. I gotta figure out a way to do it. I think on Sleeperbot I can do that. So uh, we might be shifting over that way. But like I said, I'll research it and I'll get back to you. If anybody has any problems or if they're really interested and like that idea, please let me know. Send me a text. You know, you can tweet me at Michael Dewey ninety nine or message me on Instagram or Snapchat or however we we communicate. Or I mean, at this moment, you can still communicate through the Yahoo. Uh, fantasy messaging system that will probably end here after the Super Bowl though and that's the other thing that's stupid like why do they close that down in the offseason like why I, it should always be open but anyways whatever um so yeah let me know what you think if I hear nothing and I have given it some time and some research and I still think it's a good idea we'll probably move that way but like I said I want to give you guys time to voice your opinion so it won't be for a while before we I make a decision on that obviously until the beginning of next season so probably like four or five months um and don't worry, I've already screenshotted all of the standings and everybody's rosters, and so everything's already locked down uh, for if we do shift, I'll have all the information I need to be able to handle it. So just so you know. So let's talk a little bit about coaches and coaching changes. Why is coaching changing important? Well, if you have an offensive-minded coach, head coach, then usually there's more emphasis in offense, and so there's usually more fantasy options and those kind of things. If you get a defensive-minded coach, that can usually still be translated to a good offense if they get a good OC, offensive coordinator, but typically defensive coaches have stronger defenses on their teams. So that's kind of what I want to run down real quick. I'll run down the position or the, the teams, who went where, if they're offensive-focused or defensive-focused, and then I'll kind of come back to it and I'll just point out the ones that I think are important to know. So initially we have the Jets got a new head coach, Browns, Denver, um, or Broncos, I guess, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bengals, the Dolphins. Those are all the teams with new head coaches this year. All of those teams were pretty bad, um, so that's why they're all getting new head coaches. That's kind of how it works in the league. The Jets hired Adam Gase, offensive-minded coach. Browns upgraded their offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens, to their head coach. Again, offensive-minded coach. Denver picked up Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio from the Bears. He was the def defensive coordinator. Bucks brought back Bruce Arians, offensive-minded. Uh, Cardinals brought Cliff Kingsbury. We'll talk about him in a little bit, offensive-minded. Packers got Matt Lafleur, offensive-minded. Bengals got Zach Taylor, offensive-minded. He was previously the Rams QB coach. So again, Zach hasn't officially been announced, but everybody's saying it's going to be Zach because the Rams are still in the in the playoffs, so he can't actually accept the job yet. Um, so yeah, it's rumored at this moment of recording that the Bengals are going to get Zach Taylor. I would imagine if there was anybody else, they would have hired them already. Then you have Dolphins. They hired Bl Brian Flores. Same situation. He is the linebackers coach for the Patriots. They're still in it. So, oh, I don't know if I said this, but Zach is an offensive-minded coach, and Brian Flores is a defensive-minded coach. So of all the new head coaches that are coming out, only two are defensive-minded. Everybody else is offensive-minded. So you would think potentially that's going to be all good for everybody's offense. There are some unproven ones, some people who, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, everybody's trying to find the next Sean McVay, the next young, hip, cool I wear a hat and sunglasses kind of a coach. 
that's going to be Cliff Kingsbury. He came from college. He was the head coach at Texas Tech with, uh, yep, Patrick Mahomes, as well as, um, oh man, what is his name? <laughs> I would, cannot believe I'm for pulling a blank. The Browns QB, uh, Baker Mayfield. There we go. Phew, that was hard. Um, so he was, yeah, like I said, the head coach and had both of them. So the question is, is he the good head coach or did he have good players? Kind of maybe a mixture of both. Um, being it being how he's going to the Cardinals, I do think this is a good uptick for David Johnson. In college, he really utilized the running back catching out of the backfield type schemes. Um, so I do think he's going to be pretty good with David Johnson. I think David Johnson's going to have a very good year, especially in a half-point PPR to full-point PPR kind of league, which is us. So, yeah, I would say David Johnson, that's all positive. Uh, Bruce Arians is very good. He did a good job with the Cardinals when he was there, really brought them to be a relevant offense. So the Bucks could be a sneaky, Bucks players could be sneaky um, picks, maybe mid-round, late-round, and be pay big dividends. Along that same line, Browns players, Freddie Kitchens is a really good coach. I've, I've heard nothing but good things for, for him. He did a good job. He was the OC there this last year. He did a good job with uh, Baker Mayfield in that offense, so I can only see it going up from there. Uh, yeah, so those were kind of the three that stuck out to me that I think are going to have somewhat fantasy relevancy. Uh, really, Matt LaFleur, um, Zach Taylor, and Brian Flores is kind of up in the air. I don't know how they're going to really do, but uh, but we'll see. There's a lot of brand new coaches out there, so head coaches. Uh, I think the position that matters more when it comes to fantasy players, though, is the new offensive coordinators. So some teams did pick up some new offensive coordinators. Uh, the teams that usually pick up new head coaches usually also pick up new head coaches or offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. So we'll run through the list. You got the Jets, Ravens, Browns, Jags, Titans, Broncos, Lions, Packers, Falcons, Bucks, Cardinals. So you recognize some of the same names that kind of came across there. Um I'll mention the ones, similar kind of situation, I'll mention the ones that I think are have some relevancy um, or that I know a little bit about the um, the coach to kind of speak to how they may interact with the player or how they might interact with the fantasy football kind of results. Uh, Jeffs, they brought over Dowell Logan, Logan from the Dolphins. So if you were following, the Jets brought over Adam Gase from the Dolphins. And Adam Gase brought his offensive coordinator with him. The Jets are going to be terrible again. Not, I would not be excited if I was a Jets fan. I'm sorry, Jets fans. That's just, yeah, you're going to be mediocre again, 8-8. Eight and eight. Which, hey, that might be actually good for you guys. You may be like, yay, we're 8-8 eight eight for once. But you're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything with that. Ravens brought in Brian Callahan from the Raiders. He was their QB coach. That could be good. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, the Browns. They brought over Todd Munkin from the Bucks. He was previously the Bucks offensive coordinator. Jags brought over John DeLafilippo from the Vikings as their offensive coordinator. Uh, Titans brought over Arthur Smith, the Titans tight end coach they promoted internally. The Broncos brought over Rick Scanorello. Scanarello. He was the 49ers QB coach um, previously. The Packers brought in... Nathan Hackett. He was the Jaguars offensive coordinator. Falcons brought in Dirk Cutter, Bucks head coach. And then the Bucks brought in Byron Leftwich, who was the Cardinals OC. 
and the Cardinals brought in Tom Clement, which was the Packers' assistant head coach. So I've set off a bunch of names, and many of you guys probably are like, man, this sounds just like the beginning of the Bible when so-and-so begat so-and-so, and so-and-so begat so-and-so, and man, this is so boring. What does this even mean? I don't even care. So let me try to break it down a little bit for you. Uh, like I said, the Jets, nothing. The Jets players and fantasy relevancy is going to be nothing. That's my prediction. That's what I would say. If you know more about these co- coaches, please let me know. Let, you know, Be more than happy to talk about it. But my personal opinion from what I've read and seen, Jaguar, or Jets, nothing. Uh, Ravens, kind of a wash. No, Nothing groundbreaking. Everything's going to be about the same with the Raiders. Um, Cleveland bringing over the Bucks OC. The Bucks this last year were very much air raid. They like to throw. They like to throw deep. I think that could be, like I said, the Cleveland Browns could be a sneaky pick for players throughout the uh, later on in the draft. So keep an eye on the, the Cleveland players. I think you'll be able to buy them cheap, and they may turn around and have really good results. So yeah, keep an eye on the, the Browns. Jaguars brought uh, John Dele Filippo. Not too much. Uh, Broncos. So Broncos is the interesting one. Rich Scan Scangarello. He came from the, the Kyle Shanahan tree. Everybody wants either the Kyle Shanahan tree or they want the Sean McVay. They want that young. They want that new, exciting kind of offense. Who knows? But the Broncos will need help because they brought over tons of defensive-minded people from like the the Bears and stuff. So it's going to be it, – he's going to have to be really, really good to keep that offense going. Uh, I – don't know if I have much faith, though, honestly, in the Broncos. It really depends on who they draft in the offseason. If they draft a quarterback, um, that's going to be big in telling for me. Um, Lions, Daryl Bevel was terrible at Seattle. Absolutely terrible. So I feel bad for Lions fans. So who knows? Maybe change of scenery is good, but I just... Coaches don't usually change how they are and what they do. They're very ego-centered kind of individuals where they believe what they that their way is the best way, and they don't really change much. That's why Andy Reid is so amazing, is he changes almost every single year. Um, that's why he's so dangerous. But anyways, Daryl Bevel, sorry Lions fans, not going to be good. The Packers brought over Nathan Hackett, which was the Jaguars offensive coordinator. Wah, wah, wah. It's okay. As long as Nathan Nathaniel can listen to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers can do whatever he wants, they'll be fine. Um, Falcons brought over Dirk Cutter from the Bucks. Again, the Bucks like to throw deep and throw a lot. And so this could be really good for Matt Ryan. I could see Matt Ryan having another very good fantasy relevant year. I could see people potentially not being very high on him because of the record the Falcons had overall. So he could be another one of those QBs you pick up rather late. Uh, Bucks picked up Brian Leftwich from the, uh, the Cardinals offense coordinator. If the Bucks had a running back, it's worthless now. It's not even worth trying to pick up or try to, to play. The reason why is when he was with the Cardinals, he ran David Johnson up the middle constantly, 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 constantly. Never passed it to the back. He just never learned. He was terrible. That is a terrible pickup. Unless Bruce Arians is willing to really take over a lot of the playing calling and really influence that, absolute terrible call. Um, and then the Cardinals brought in Tom Clement for the Packers as head coach. I don't really know much about Tom. I can't speak too much of it. So we'll kind of go from that. I think a lot of the offensive-minded guru-ness is going to be coming from their head coach, um, Cliff Kingsbury. So it's all going to ride on him. I honestly am optimistic. I hope for the best for Cliff. He seems like a nice guy, personally, but who knows. Um, really quick, want to wrap up. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about defensive coordinators, but sometimes that affects... 
um, how much the offense can score. If you have a strong defense, usually your offense doesn't have to score as much. Also, that means your the running back of that team is pretty successful. So if the team's able to get up in a lead and then they have a strong defense, then usually the running back can be kind of grind out the rest of the game. So it can affect your strategy on which kind of people you pick up. So you want to pick up teams with strong defenses um, in combination with usually the scheme. So like the Chiefs is who I follow. Um, they're a good example of both. You know, Andy Reid likes to throw. Mahomes had to throw a lot to kind of stay in games because the defense couldn't stop anybody. And so um, if with their new hire of their new defensive coordinator, if their defense is somewhat competent, potentially you could see them running the ball more than passing. So the passing, um, like you could see Travis Kelsey have a dip. You could see Tyreek Hill have a dip. You could see Patrick Mahomes have a dip from this last year. Uh, but also the truth is, there's never been back-to-back years of that prolific of an offense in the NFL. It's never happened before. So history is against us already that it's going to be a regression next year in terms of the production on the Chiefs side. So we hope we have a better defense in general. But um, you have the Jets, Bengals, Broncos, Chiefs, Bears, Falcons, Bucks, Cardinals all got new defensive coordinators. Ironically, a lot of the new defensive coordinators were all previously head coaches. Um, except for the Broncos, the Broncos brought in Ed Donatella to Donatella from the bears. So like I said, the bears defensive coordinator became the Broncos head coach. And he brought over one of his defensive staff from the bears to be the defensive coordinator of the Broncos. So very heavily focused. The bears had a great defense. So the, the Broncos could very well have another very good defense coming up. Uh, Greg Williams always has good defense for the Jets. We got to just see if their offense can actually do anything. I don't know. Um, I don't know who the Bengals defense coordinator is yet. I just know they got a new one. Um, Chiefs got Steve Spangulo. He used to be the Giants head coach. I don't know. He has some good good track record, but I don't know if he'll actually be super successful. Um, he, the truth is he doesn't have to be super successful. He just has to be competent, in my opinion, with Patrick Mahomes. Then the Bears got Chuck Pagano. Never really liked him as a head coach. Don't really know much about him as a defensive coach, but we'll see. Falcons, Brandon, your team, Mr. Dan Quinn, decided to take over head coaching and defensive coaching. So he's the defensive coordinator and the head coach. We'll see how that turns out. And then the Bucks got Todd Bowles, previously the Jets head coach. Todd Bowles was very good at uh, being a defensive coach. He honestly was fantastic. I wanted him to come and be the Chiefs defensive coordinator uh, when I was – kind of saying, hey, they need to fire Bob Sutton, fire Bob Sutton, fire him now and get Todd Bowles. Um, but Todd Bowles went to the the Bucks. I think it's good that he went there, honestly. Um, I think it's going to be a good good setup. The Bucks could be decent next year. Cardinals brought over Vance Joseph, who was the Broncos head coach. Uh, he also is pretty good. Um, I think the the Cardinals are going to do, do pretty good there. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of the the coaching changes that have happened. There's been a lot this offseason. There's been a ton of changes, and a lot of that is due to the success of John McVay and to the success of all these young coaches that everybody wants the new hotness and wants the new new toys to play with. So that's what a lot of people are looking that way, and it's interesting because all those previous head coaches are kind of being pushed back into coordinator positions. Um and the thing you don't want to forget is just because you weren't good as a head coach does not mean you were not going to be good at a defensive coordinator position because, you know, not all of us are good managers. Some of us are really good at being support people. And when put into a leadership position, it just falls apart. Same can, can be the same with uh, coaching and stuff. Not everybody's perfect with all the hires. So 
I think this could be good um, across the board for everybody. Um, yeah, so we're going to kind of wrap it up there, make it kind of a short podcast, try to keep it under 30 minutes so that I can still upload it onto YouTube uh, without having to track down a whole bunch of randomness and crazy things. But I hope you all have a fantastic rest of the week. Uh, I'm going to try to do these on a regular basis on maybe Mondays or Wednesdays. Um, I do a different podcast on Tuesdays. If anybody's interested in video games, uh, Brett Jackson and I do one on wannabe gaming. That's the name of the podcast. It can also be found on Spotify and all those random places. Uh, we just kind of shoot the breeze about video games we're playing and different things like that. So if you're interested in hearing my voice more, want to talk here about video games and movies, check out the wannabe gaming podcast with Brett and myself. I hope you again, again, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. If you watch the pro bowl, that's our last moment to watch Patrick Mahomes. So let's do it, Jake. Um, and uh, if you watch the Super Bowl, you're terrible and don't watch the Super Bowl. No, it's okay. I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.